RTHK News. It's 11 o'clock. I'm Sean Kennedy. Tonight's headlines. Health officials report another surge in COVID cases and the hospital authority admits the outbreak is straining A&D units. An infectious disease expert says the current outbreak has yet to peak and the daily tally could hit a few thousand cases in a few days. And long queues are the order of the day as Discovery Bay residents line up for mandatory coronavirus tests. The Centre for Health Protection has reported 1,153 new local COVID infections, nearly doubling the record set yesterday. Health officials say they're still seeing many cases of people getting infected after family gatherings before and during the Lunar New Year break and urged people to minimise social activities. Separately, the hospital authority appealed to people who've tested preliminary positive for COVID not to rush to accident and emergency departments which are under strain. Larry Lee, a chief manager of the authority, said people with mild or no symptoms should wait at home for authorities to arrange hospitalisation. For the hospital, all the staff is performed very professionally and actually they wear the appropriate PPE and uh, hence there is no patients to be influenced. We're doing in the direction to try to reinforce that uh, uh, the staff to be separately uh, having their tea or maybe their meal time to be uh, individually. And actually the individual hospital and the cluster, they work out some uh, strategy and try to facilitate this. And I think um, the staff nowadays uh, they perform very well and they um, um trying to keep the service unaffected. A clinical virologist from the University of Hong Kong, Dr Siddharth Sridhar, doesn't believe the number of COVID cases here has peaked yet. He says it's possible to see a few thousand infections over the next few days. Dr Sridhar also says government containment efforts won't be able to con- lower the number of cases, at least in the near term. I don't expect that the current uh, measures would bring the cases down to zero anytime soon. Okay, that looks like it's going to take uh, weeks or months to achieve, if at all possible. So I think the current measures are mostly to prevent a very, very rapid rise in cases into the tens of thousands, which would place a lot of stress on our healthcare system. So. I think we'll have to be prepared for even stricter measures should uh, case numbers continue to rise uh, exponentially. Health officials have extended the lockdown at a residential block in Tunmun into a fourth night. More than 70 residents at Lernkit House in Lernking Estate have tested preliminary positive for COVID-19 over the past few days. The operation will now end by around noon tomorrow. Meanwhile, two blocks in Yunlong, Chukping House and Fungping House of Longping Estate were also sealed off because of positive sewage samples. Discovery Bay residents have been queuing to get tested for COVID-19 after authorities ordered mandatory testing for almost everyone living there, as well as recent visitors. Here's Dr Chuang Shukwan from the Centre for Health Protection. I think it, it must be a positive uh, switch uh, from the um, Environmental Protection Department that uh, triggers the compulsory testing notice. But for human case, we do have a few human case um, who are working in the Discovery Bay Mall, the plaza, uh, concerning the uh, customer service and concierge and also the cleaners. A senior health official has urged people to comply with the ban on the mixing of more than two households. The Permanent Secretary for Food and Health, Thomas Chan, said officials want to send a clear message to the public that such gatherings should stop. But he added that the authorities won't patrol and check people's homes. Mr Chan says there are exemptions for the new rule, which comes into effect tomorrow. If carers are there to take care of someone and they aren't just visiting, then they won't count towards the two-household limit. 
There are many situations, like people visiting a home for repair work, delivery or for barber services. These involve only two households, so they won't violate the rule. Commenting on the vaccine pass scheme, Mr Chan said people who are just passing through shopping malls on their way to work or on their way home are exempt from the mandate. And the weather forecast for tonight and tomorrow, it'll be mainly cloudy, one or two rain patches tomorrow morning. The minimum temperature will be about 15 degrees in, degrees in urban areas, slightly lower in the new territories. There'll be bright periods with a high of about 19 degrees. And the outlook, the weather will improve in the next couple of days with temperatures rising slightly. But there'll be a few rain patches on Sunday and temperatures will fall later on. And it'll be cool in the morning, Monday and Tuesday. Right now it's 15 degrees Celsius. Relative humidity is 79%. You're tuned to RTHK. The time is five minutes past 11. Health authorities say two patients with COVID-19 have died. Both were chronically ill. One of them, a 73-year-old man who'd been double-jabbed, was admitted to hospital on Monday with a chest infection and suffered a cardiac arrest and died yesterday. The other patient was an unvaccinated 76-year-old man admitted to hospital on Sunday with water on the lungs and respiratory symptoms. He died early this morning. So far, 207 patients confirmed with COVID-19 have died since the start of the pandemic. Many people have rushed to hair salons before they opened this morning in the hope of getting a final hairdo before they close tomorrow for at least two weeks. Some of those queuing up even brought their children along, saying it would be harder for the young ones to get a haircut when the vaccine pass scheme takes effect two weeks from tomorrow. At the end of the day, it is less convenient for children than for adults. Adults can arrange to get a haircut after the 24th of this month, but it would be more difficult for kids because they haven't been vaccinated and it's best to stay home as much as possible. Originally, I had plans today, but when I saw the news that hair salons have to close for two weeks and that it's unclear when they could reopen, I decided to take some time out to get a haircut. The closure is unreasonable because we're always masked when getting our haircut. I expected social distancing rules to tighten further. This is the trend now. As citizens, we should ride out the storm together with the government. The government has condemned an overseas coalition statement that press freedom was under threat in Hong Kong, calling it totally erroneous. 22 member countries of the Media Freedom Coalition accused Hong Kong authorities of suppressing independent media since the enactment of the national security law. But the Hong Kong government said it's committed to safeguarding freedom of the press and freedom of speech, and the city's media landscape was as vibrant as ever. A former president of Baptist University Student Union, Keith Fong, has been acquitted of possessing laser pointers during the 2019 social unrest, but he was found guilty of resisting arrest and perverting the course of justice, as Timmy Sung reports. The district court heard that an off-duty police officer spotted Fong buying 10 laser pointers, which authorities had deemed as weapons in Sham Shui Po in early August 2019, but that he put up resistance when being arrested. The prosecution said he also reset his phone before it was seized as evidence. Delivering his verdict, Judge Douglas Yao rejected the defense's argument that Fong had bought laser pointers for stargazing, saying he wasn't a member of any astronomy club and he had no books indicating such an interest with him. The judge also noted that the devices were way too powerful for such activity. 
but he said Fong wasn't arrested near any protest site, and there were no batteries in the laser pointers, so it was difficult to determine how they would be used. Judge Yao said although it was suspicious that Fong had bought so many laser pointers, the prosecution had failed to prove that his intent was to hurt the police during the anti-government protests. As for the remaining two charges, the judge ruled that the defendant must have known the man who stopped him was a police officer, as he was shown a warren card. But he struggled and tried to escape. He also said Fong would have been the only person who could reset his phone while receiving treatment in hospital, since no one else had access to it. Judge Xiao said he must have known that the police would seize his phone for investigation and erasing the data would hinder that. Fong was remanded in custody until his mitigation hearing on March the 3rd. Overseas now, and the Kremlin has said its military exercise with Belarus is larger than usual due to tensions over Ukraine and alleged threats. It wouldn't confirm how many Russian soldiers have been deployed in Belarus for the manoeuvres. NATO has called it the biggest such deployment since the Cold War. Russia denies it's preparing to invade Ukraine. Kiev is hoping a diplomat for a diplomatic solution. The BBC's James Waterhouse is in Kiev. Diplomacy has been welcomed uh, by the Ukrainian government for the past few months. It, they say it all helps in its negotiating position. They want sanctions now, but they also want a diplomatic way out of this to avoid an invasion and, crucially for President Zelensky, not give any concessions to Russia. A South African man has won a legal battle against the Vodacom Mobile Company after a high court found that he was at the inventor of its Please Call Me messaging service. The judge ruled that Unkosane Makate was entitled to 5% of the total voice revenue generated between 2001 and 2021. Vodacom has said it will appeal. The BBC's Punta Fulani has more. Gosana Makate has described the ruling as a big relief. It's been a protracted legal battle and he's been through a number of the country's courts. At first, Vodacom denied that he was the inventor of the service. Next, that he was due any financial benefits from it. Eventually, a 2016 constitutional court ruling found in Mr. Makate's favor. The company offered a settlement, but he rejected it and took the matter to another court for a review. And it's paid off, it seems. A report by a cross-party group of British MPs says the UK's exit from the European Union has increased business costs, created border delays and suppressed trade. Cross-party public accounts committee said the impact of Brexit had been exacerbated by the pandemic and global supply issues. It warned that the situation was likely to, t to deteriorate further in September when the European Union introduces stricter customs checks. The chair of the committee, Meg Hillier, says small businesses may be hard hit. Between the delays at the border, the extra costs and all the extra paperwork, a lot of businesses are saying that it's been a real struggle for them. So we've said to the government repeatedly before Brexit and again in this report, you need to step up and support the smaller businesses. They've concentrated on the volume businesses, the bigger ones that are doing the most trade with Europe. Uh, scientists say they've made a major breakthrough in their quest to develop practical nuclear fusion, which could eventually offer an almost unlimited source of low-carbon power. The European Jet Laboratory in Britain has broken its own world record for the amount of energy it can extract by squeezing together two different forms of hydrogen. The BBC's Justin Rowlett has this report. Three, two, one. This is the sound of the record-breaking reaction. 
Atoms of hydrogen are fusing together at 150 million degrees Celsius, recreating here on Earth the reaction that powers the sun. It only lasted five seconds, but shows that sustained fusion reactions generating significant energy are possible, say researchers at the UK-based Jet Laboratory, where the reaction took place. Now the focus will move to the south of France, where a consortium of world governments are building an even bigger fusion reactor. The Dutch Central Bank has published an independent report on its historical involvement in the transatlantic slave trade. The BBC's Anna Holligan has the details. A substantial portion of the bank's starting capital came from business owners with direct interests in plantation slavery. Commodities produced by enslaved people, typically coffee, tobacco, sugar and nutmeg, were often used as collateral for bank loans. The bank's directors were also directly involved in the management of plantations. The Dutch Central Bank will now decide what to do with the findings. Dutch campaigners may use them to renew calls for reparations for the suffering experienced by their ancestors. Sport now. Hong Kong alpine skier Audrey King gave it her all but failed to finish a slalom run in her maiden Olympics. But she says she's walking away from the Winter Games in Beijing super thankful. Aaron Tam has more. The 19-year-old started fast and settled into a steady rhythm as she headed down through the slalom at the Yanqing National Alpine Skiing Centre, but sadly just missed her finish and was out of the Olympic competition. She was one of 30 athletes who did not finish the race. I'm a little disappointed because my goal for today was finishing so that I could get a result onto the board, she wrote in a text to RTHK. But she added, I am super proud of the fight and think that given the circumstances, I can wholeheartedly say that I gave it my very best shot. I want to thank everyone in Hong Kong for being so incredibly supportive. Hope I made you guys proud. I'm walking away from these games super thankful and can't wait to cheer on my teammates in their upcoming events. This marks the end of the Young Skiers Maiden Olympics. Slovakia's Petra Vlahova took the gold medal, while one of the favorites, double Olympic gold medalist Michaela Schifrin, suffered a shock exit, managing just a handful of gates before skiing out. The snowboarder Lindsay Jacobelli took the United States' first gold of the Olympics in the cross. She'd missed out on gold back in Italy in 2006 when a celebratory jump went wrong just short of the finish line. And on to the headlines, a reminder of our top stories tonight. Health officials report another surge in COVID cases and the hospital authority admits the outbreak is straining A&E units. An infectious disease expert says the current outbreak hasn't peaked yet and the Daily Tally could hit a few thousand cases in a few days. And long queues are the order of the day as Discovery Bay residents line up for mandatory tests. The news from RTHK. Malena Dietrich And you dance like Zizi Jamais Your clothes are all made by Balma And there's diamonds and pearls in your hair Yes, there are You live in a fancy apartment Off the boulevard Saint-Michel Where 
where you keep your Rolling Stones records. Any friend of Sasha, do you spell? Yes, you do. You go to the embassy parties where you talk in Russian and Greek. And the young men who move in your circle, they hang on every word you speak. Yes, they do. But where do you go to, my lovely? When you're alone in your bed, tell me the thoughts that surround you. I want to look inside your head. Yes, I do. I've seen all your qualifications you got from the Sorbonne and the painting you stole from Picasso. Your loveliness goes on and on, yes it does. But when you go on your summer vacation, you go to Juan Lapin with your carefully designed topless swimsuit. You get an even suntan on your back and on your legs, and when the snow falls, you're found in Samaritz. With the others of the jet set, and you sip your Napoleon brandy, but you never get your lips wet. No, you don't. But where do you go to, my lovely? When you're alone in your bed, won't you tell me the thoughts that surround you? I want to look inside your head, yes I do. You're in between twenty and thirty, a very desirable age. Your body is firm and inviting, but you live on a glittering stage, yes you do, yes you do. Your name it is heard in high places, you know. The Aga Khan. He sent you a racehorse for Christmas, and you keep it just for fun, for a laugh. <laughs> They say that when you get married, it'll be to a millionaire, but they don't realize where you came from, and I wonder if they really care or give a damn. Where do you go to, my lovely? When you're alone in your bed, tell me the thoughts that surround you. I want to look inside your head, yes I do. I remember the back streets of Naples, two children begging in rags, both touched with a burning ambition. To shake off their lowly bondage, so they try. So look into my face, Marie Claire, and remember just who you are. But then go and forget me forever. But I know you still bear the scar deep inside, yes you do. I know where you go to, my lovely. When you're alone in your bed, I know the thoughts.
thoughts that surround you Cause I can look inside your 